0: looking great here go hello everybody and welcome back for another episode of the sci-fi wise guys your premiere streaming science fiction and science fiction adjacent uh, movie television show you know anything with moving pictures people talking on the screen visual entertainment media we're your podcast yeah how's it going buddy I'm doing well, Chris. How are you? Yeah. So we're still workshopping that intro. After yeah, are we? All, almost three years, we're still workshopping it. Are we uh, workshopping
1: <laughs> it? We're in full workshop mode. <laughs> I think you're workshopping it. You yeah, should, should jot some things down. You should no. jot some things down. Never. There's Never. your
0: face. Never. Yeah, I'm just going to keep moving around like I did last Well, week. My name's
1: Anthony. Hey, buddy. Because you didn't introduce me, so I'll I'll introduce both of us. Oh. That's Chris. Hello. Like I said, we're workshopping it. We're working. Yeah, we're workshopping it. We're workshopping it. Mm. We're coming off the three day weekend. Yeah. Or no. No. Your, your <laughs> workplace hates minorities. Is that what we decided? I, I'm not going to say yes or no to that question. Yes. Yeah, so your no. workplace was open for Martin Luther King Jr. Day.
0: It, well, you know, I, I work at a company whose main job is to support other companies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just kind of worked out that. Uh, <laughs> you just yeah, yeah, yeah. So sometimes on some holidays unless uh the unless the
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. no i don't know why <laughs> I still don't know you know it, it's fine right like it, your work is not not racist enough to celebrate mlk day <laughs> but at least it's not celebrating robert e lee day you know uh, it's a nice in between i so. don't think
0: I, I don't think i would work at any place that celebrates that holiday
1: yeah me neither <laughs> I, I i'm sure you wouldn't I'm sure you wouldn't. Yeah. Well, um I actually didn't know that that was a holiday until recently. Yeah. I had no uh, idea. I've lived in Texas for a lot of my life. I assume there's people out here. I'm I'm I assume that I have relatives that celebrate that day <laughs> that I don't talk to anymore. No, didn't know.
0: Not me. No, I wouldn't uh I don't I don't think I'd work for a place that does that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be no, a, I don't think advantage. I would. Are, are you the way you're saying that? Blink twice if you need an out. No, uh, no I no. would not. Yeah, <laughs> just, absolutely would not. <laughs> yeah, that would be a deal breaker for no, sure. No. Uh, but I enjoyed my three day weekend. I got a lot done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I You didn't ask me how things were, but I'm just jumping right in. We're workshopping. Sure. We're workshopping. I did a, I guess, what did you call it? I don't know, a major upgrade to my PC, my, uh, my desktop, what I'm streaming on right now. Mm-hmm. I went from a, a Ryzen 5 3600 to a ryzen 9 5900 x i don't know what the x stands for but it's in there so twice as many cores twice as much you know a lot more speed per core so it's extreme uh, yeah it's made a huge does it really stand for extreme i hope it does (laughs) it's not the 90s anymore so i assume it doesn't (laughs) you know but (laughs) they about it real hard yeah well now Uh, i'm just thinking
0: about wormhole extreme and then i
1: had ooh as part of that upgrade <laughs> nice I had to uh, install a water cooling system or buy a new case in a big fan but i'd opted to just do the water cooling systems first time doing that i just did an mm-hmm. all-in one it was really easy and uh, i'm getting lower temperatures than i was on my little 3600 and i did a sorry i did a system drive migration so i did a lot of surgery on my computer this weekend yeah but it's working enough. really well yeah. working you, really well
0: can we tell the can we tell the fans about or the listeners about uh, our discussion with your computer when you were like, when you're like, "Hey, tell me about water coolers." And I was, like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> I lead the anti-water cooler movement." Mm.
1: It's not; it's nothing personal.
0: I just think they're pointless sure. and expensive.
1: Well, my, this one was actually I saved money. So, uh, going off of uh, reviews for the 5900X and what I would need to cool it, yeah, those fans on the cheap end would have been eighty, ninety dollars. But none, of, all of them were too big to fit. Mm-hmm. But the water, the all-in-one water cooler I got, which had reviews using this exact CPU, which was important for me to pick it out, was sixty dollars. So it was a bit cheaper. And like I said, it's keeping it cooler than the old yeah. one with the stock I mean, cooler. So
0: I mean, I say all that. Uh, at some point, I'm I'm probably gonna do water cooling on my next. It was next really upgrade. easy. Like yeah.
1: it was really easy. Oh, I've
0: set them so. up. I'm just I'm really lazy. <laughs>
1: Well, and I don't know if I would I'd do anything besides an all-in-one. Like I wouldn't want to do anything where I had to like put the piping in or do any sort of yeah. Custom no, no, no. I'd rather just like that.
0: I'd rather just screw in four screws and <laughs> yeah, call it a that's day. Essentially, what I
1: yeah. more or less what I did. Well, there were yeah. more than four screws, but that's just good. just screws, just some screws. Well, we've talked right. we talked long enough about things that aren't what we're here to talk about. Well, we talked about technology <laughs> and science. <laughs> And is we have an episode today that's—I mean, I mean—engineering, mm. en- which is uh, a close cousin. It's a it's, kissing it's cousin. to of science. It's part of STEM, right? STEM. Yeah. yeah. It's part of STEM. Yeah. I mean, get way to gloss over my kissing cousin joke. But that's okay. <laughs> what we watched today isn't wasn't exactly science fiction, but I think it's a it's a cousin to it. Maybe not kissing cousins. Eh, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the bait. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Tell the people what we watched, Chris. Videodrome is a
0: 1983 Canadian science fiction body horror film written and directed by David Cronenberg and starring James Woods, Sonia Smits, and Debbie Harry. So, Wikipedia yeah. disagrees with you that is, it is, in fact, science fiction.
1: Oh, everything I read just called it body horror, <laughs> which I think it very much is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, there's definitely some science fiction in it. Why don't you? Uh, Not as much science fiction as in Wormholes Extreme, which should be the next thing we review. <laughs> In all honesty, we should, how do uh, I not fall through the
0: ground? Uh, duh. uh, we'll uh, we'll get back
1: to you on that one. Okay, we'll, it'll be all right. It'll be all right. Geez, facts, yeah, video drone, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blurb: A programmer at a TV station that specializes in adult entertainment searches for the producers of a dangerous and bizarre broadcast. So this thing is sitting at 7.2 out of 10 stars on IMDb with 95,000 ratings. Uh, the median score is a 7, 7 getting 26.8% of the ratings, 8 getting 25%. Those are your two big chunks there. So solidly positive, solidly positive. Over on our least favorite aggregate website, Rotten Tomatoes, it is at 80% rotten, or excuse me, 80% fresh. And an 80% audience score. Uh, this might be a first, Chris.
0: Yeah, I think it's the only time we've ever had kissing cousins like that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> They're twinsies. They're twinsies, Chris. Get your, get your family analogies in, in line here. Uh, critics' consensus states, visually audacious, disorienting, and just plain weird. Video, video drums musing on technology, entertainment, and politics still feel fresh today. Mm. We'll see if we agree with that here in a minute. All right. Mm. Metacritic, close to twinsies, but not quite. 60 on the Metascore, mixed or average, based on uh, six critic reviews. 143 user ratings, putting this thing at a 5.2, also mixed or average. Uh, and lastly, the new kid on the block, Letterboxed. This is sitting at 3.9 out of five stars. So right about, what would that be? 6.8? So yeah. right right around with everyone else Everyone is giving it kind of that very high six, very low eight range. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'd, I'd call that a success. Um, I think if we dive into the facts a little bit more, it was not a, well, it might be a, a critical success. It was not a box office success and it lost no, a I ton of money.
0: I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but this was actually a suggestion from a watcher. I don't know if it was a, a, a listener, what you call him a viewer. Whatever someone who tuned into our uh, our live stream sure. uh, for last week's episode <laughs> uh, recommended this to us. So not our usual forte normally, although it's been happening more recently, more mm. recently. Uh, we don't usually dive deep into the past to watch movies from before we were born. This is before you were born, yeah? 1983, yeah. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I remembered when you were born, but not when the movie came out. That's where That's that fair. was. Yeah, fair. So this is a little bit different take for us, uh, but- why don't you take the mic, let us know what you thought. What were your initial thoughts and opinions?
0: Last, last fact here. 88% of Google users like this movie.
1: Yeah, no one cares about that fact, Chris.
0: As of uh, January 17th,
1: 2023 at 6.05 p.m. Central Standard Time.
0: Yeah, of course. United States. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> there was um, This was a really interesting movie for a lot of reasons. Uh, it's a Cronenberg joint. If you're not familiar with I don't know necessarily how familiar you are with Mr. David Paul Cronenberg as a person his, or as a concept his, uh, his filmography as a director I had a like I, I don't want to say I had a lot of fun <laughs> <laughs> watching this movie yeah. but I think there were parts of it that were fun like no. we can deep dive into the meta context of the movie later sure but like the idea that there's a guy who runs programming for a, a tele- television station. Like, this is how antiquated this movie is. Listeners who are under the age of 19, a long time ago, there was such a thing as basic television, okay? And you mm-hmm. and, and every, you can see them every once in a while. You can drive by someone's house. They'll have a big old antenna. Usually it looks like a chicken's foot. Oh, okay, okay. I've seen those, I've seen those. You see, you'll get broadcast television. Broadcast uh, and you only had a couple television. channels. And then eventually, at some point, we got cable television. Cable, um, and then eventually moved on to just not getting cable internet or c- cable television anymore. Streaming, which is turning into television channels again. I but that's lost not the you near point. The end there. <laughs> that's not <laughs> the point. So, like the idea of someone who, no matter how small his channel is, because I mean they don't give us exact numbers, but it's channel eighty-eight. Which I remember when I was a kid, it, it, there weren't channels above fifty when we had cable, yeah. uh, eventually we got like the extended cable package and you got all the movie channels and all that stuff. So eventually we got up to channels, you know, 90, hundred or whatever. But I remember there being like 40 channels. I only spent uh, 50 cause I spent all my time on channel 46, which is cartoon network straight up yeah. and 45, which is Nickelodeon. Yep. Yep. No matter how small this cable channel is someone who could wield so much influence that all the things that happen in this movie to this person is actually quite fascinating. Um, without giving too much away, he is uh, manipulated in so many different directions. I thought James Wood's performance was excellent. I don't know how much, how people feel about James Wood, the person these days, but James Wood, the actor, always shows up, always delivers, always provides an excellent performance. I'm a huge, huge James Wood's The Actor fan. And I, I think some of the other, you know, uh, characters in this movie do a really good job. I really liked uh, Nikki Rand, played by Debbie Harry. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. You know who Debbie Harry is. Mana. She's the lead vocalist of the band Blondie. Oh. (laughs) So that's rad. Sonia Smits played Bianca Oblivion. I think she had a really great performance. Uh, Peter Dorfsky uh, as Harlan was a lot of fun. Uh, But all in all, I, I really enjoyed this movie. I think there were a lot of things about it that it did really well. I think there's some things that I you know I don't necessarily know if I do things differently. It's hard to argue with someone <laughs> as successful as David Cronenberg, but sure. but it's more along the lines of there's just things maybe I didn't necessarily like. But yeah, no, I I, I liked this movie. I thought it was thought it was fun. Okay. <laughs> Again, I use that word fun. No, um, I thought uh, it was a I thought it was an interesting watch. I haven't watched a lot of Cronenberg because he's just not my he's not my bag. Right? Yeah. Like I, I I've seen The Fly. If you haven't seen The Fly, you should. It's you know, it's one of the the pillars of science fiction. I've seen ex, uh, Existence and Crash, but nothing really of any of his other stuff. He's usually outside of my purview, yeah. as it were. I just, uh, I don't love body horror. And so, yeah. I don't usually watch a whole lot of it. Yeah. So
1: Okay you were intrigued it sounds like by the film and its concepts so. and whatnot yeah. i think mean, you i think i agree with you that fun is probably the <laughs> last word i would apply to this movie uh I mean, there were fun. times that i there were times that I laughed out
0: loud mm. like not because i found whatever on this whatever i was watching on the screen humorous it was more that i was laughing at the sheer audacity like the shock of what I was watching is my only reaction. I feel like, huh? what? Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's just, is yeah. that kind of thing. Like I wasn't like, yeah, ha I ha 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 that. ha that dude's arm is, you know, now it's one big fleshy mound gun thing. Ha ha ha. That's so funny. <laughs> no, like,
1: nah. no, I'm going to like ruin all of my street cred. Are you ready? Sure. This is my first Cronenberg movie. That's okay. I looked through his filmography just to be sure. And I'm, I recognize a lot of them. Like I'm very much aware of a lot of his movies, but I've never seen them. Apparently I was exposed to him in Jason X 20 <laughs> years ago. Uh, apparently apparently he was in that. I don't remember anything about that movie. Uh, uh, so I don't think I've seen that. Is that when he goes to space? Yeah. That's one where like, yeah, he's resurrected in space and he becomes a cyborg. Um, <laughs> no, I didn't see that. Yeah. Oh uh, no. Yeah. Uh. I saw that it's not quite been 20 years. I saw it on DVD or what have you. Uh, but the only thing I knew Cronenberg for was, one, by reputation, and two, he plays a character in Star Trek Discovery. Oh, that's cool. Uh, he's a great, great character. Love his character when it shows up. According to his filmography, he's only been in seven episodes. I would have guessed more. Okay. But I guess that's probably because the, the seasons are short, as it were. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, very, very good. Well, shit, there he is. Yeah, <laughs> did you just look it up? <laughs> I just I just right clicked the
0: character's name and just looked at an image of it. was like, yeah, it's Cronenberg.
1: <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah. So I knew I knew that it was body horror. Like I kind of I, I don't know. I knew it was going to be weird. I guess by because of his reputation, I knew it was going to be weird. I wasn't expecting it to be solidly early eighties. I guess like this story doesn't really. W- work without some major overhauls if it's 10 years later 20 years later uh i i think that the message the message but the story itself like the plot beats and how we get there yeah i i could see us ripping apart a version of this film that takes place nowadays in the last 10 years or whatever, it has to do with somebody's phone or virtual reality or social media. You know what I mean? And we would be like, this really, but without, without knowing the full context of when this movie came out, because as we mentioned, we weren't born yet. I don't, Like, I think it it feels fresh. It feels original. And maybe that's because it's antiquated technology and doesn't make any sense how the TV (laughs) screen can control your brain. Like, I know that that is a complete work of fiction. Yeah. Right? It just doesn't... There's just no way it could work that way. Plus, I just kept thinking of that movie, uh, Fear.com, which is another movie I'm upset that I watched. I watched it around the same time I watched Jason X.
0: Is that the one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I never saw it, but I remember reading about it. Mm.
1: I saw a lot of these movies where when I was uh, I was freshly on my own. Now it's couch surfing, and I had a friend who had one of those DVD binders or those CD binders, mm. you know, and it was full yeah, of DVDs. Yeah. So had a couple hundred movies in there. That's where I saw most of my movies in that uh, in that time period. It was right. uh, late at night. What's this, Jason X? Fine, I haven't Put seen. It <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen it. Why not? I have I have nothing to do tomorrow. Let's watch yeah, it. Let's yeah, let's do this. Uh who cares? I worked at a call center. I hated my job. Yeah. Uh obviously I didn't have my own place, so I was just, you know, got my entertainment where I could.
0: Is that like is that like whenever you'd call me like like in the late? This is pre-Chris. Well, no, I was going to say uh, if it was like
1: oh, okay
0: like the late aughts early mm. tens where you'd call me like man let's get some shitty food play some <laughs> video games and we'd go to
1: taco bell <laughs> yeah yeah it's very much like that
0: and have a, absolutely nothing to do for the next 48 hours like cool yeah i mean yeah, let's I, do I, I can i can waste a day yeah, i got a I bunch like of that. them
1: yeah <laughs> uh i was 19 i uh was like i said newly out of the out of the parents house and didn't have my own place so he had a comfortable couch very comfortable Radical. Yeah. It, regardless, I'm sorry. I felt like I had to defend why I've seen all these horrible movies. I didn't have a podcast back then. So that's what I use. That's the excuse I use now. As I see a bad mm. movie I want to watch, I'm like, oh, we got to for the podcast. Yeah. Exa- <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Makes yeah. sense. Anyway, so this is my first Cronenberg like, written, directed film. It's not my bag. This movie was not made for me. <laughs> I wasn't sure how I'd feel about the horror aspects of it. Spoiler alert, I hated it. There was a scene fairly early on, like like less than 15 minutes in, where I was like, oh, if I was watching this for any other reason, I would have just turned it off and picked something else to watch. No other scene made me feel that way, so I'm glad I just finished it. I don't mean I would have finished it anyways because I wouldn't leave you hanging like that. Um, but the scene near the beginning, the uh, I guess it's a sex scene? Is that what it's yeah. supposed to be? Yeah. The sex scene near the beginning where they're watching Videodrome and he's like piercing her ear or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was just, I was done. Well, I mean, I she's, super uh, done. she's into BDSM. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. You can be into anything you like, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm not. Doesn't, doesn't mean I have judging. to watch it. Doesn't mean I have to watch it. No, I have, um, I have, you know, blood. I think blood is a showstopper for me, as I've discovered, <laughs> as far as all that goes. So yeah. I think it's a showstopper for a lot of people. I don't feel uncomfortable sharing that. But from there on out, the movie just gets weird. I really enjoyed how they established his character. Uh, James Wood's character, Max Wren, he wakes up on his couch with his customized timer on his television. His wake-up video. Yeah. With his wake-up <laughs> video. He, he makes himself coffee. Eats a crust off a pizza from the night before, dips it in the coffee as he's eat, eating it. His place is a mess. I was like, "This is the most bachelor pad, de- this is the those bachelor bachelor pad depiction I've seen uh, since I used to go to your place late at night, have Taco yeah. Bell and play video games. Yeah. That was a long time ago, and it, it was definitely like, oh, okay, I could I know everything I need to know about this person.' He's looking at, uh, I guess he called him Prince. I would I, nowadays I'd call him screenshots, but it makes sense, right? Prince mm. screens from a pornographic film that he's looking at I guess adding to their uh, cable channel and uh it just established his character right away I really liked his performance in this I thought he I really I thought everyone did great I mean obviously he, he's the lead so it kind of hinges on him he he was fantastic debbie Harry was fantastic Peter davorsky was uh fantastic the rest of the supporting uh act or actors and actresses all did amazing it's interesting I was gonna I want to say like the sets and all of this were built really well but it, it's really just grounded it's very very grounded until it gets weird and I think that that adds to the weirdness and that this is just normal stuff this is just a television <laughs> this is just a Betamax tape which we're not going to explain what that is to the to the the zoomers listening mostly no. because we don't have zoomers listening like when things start going awry, it's it's very off-putting because everything's been so normal, so ground. Well, I say normal. I don't know if I can relate to having to screen pornographic material for yeah. larger consumption, <laughs> but but everything else just the, everyone feels real. Uh, so when the the horror and psych, the psychological and body horror stuff starts, it uh, it really really hits you. I think a little differently than if it had just started like a slasher film or any other traditional horror where it would you know, start pretty early and then not stop. I, I like the idea of just not knowing what's real and what's not. Still don't know, you know, how did it end? I don't know. It could have ended at any point. It, it could be a little out of order. He's all out of whack. You know, did he do some of the things he did? Probably. Like, I, I maybe not. Who knows, right? It's pretty nuts. All in all, I would say it's, it's intriguing, for sure. The ideas behind it, feel fresh and original even though it's something i've heard a million times in other places probably copying from this which is already is lampooning the correct word lampooning people like oh tv will rot your brain you know just taking that saying to the
0: well the whole like he has that interview at the beginning yeah where it's just like where it's just well they're talking about like how hey your channel your your cable television channel is going to ruin people Cause it's going to, if you show violent and sexually suggestive content, like that's what those people are going to gravitate towards. And he's like, and just like today, science has proven that is not true. <laughs> if you right. are predisposed to being a violent person, watching violent television isn't going to make you any more violent. Same thing with, I mean, just the, it, like he deals with it later in existence and stuff, but like, um, video games, same
1: thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think that this, well, we, can, we can talk about it if you like, but well, for one, sorry, the, the scene where he's being interviewed, the fact that he's being interviewed on television and he just turns and asks out the, the other talking yeah. head. He's saying, I was like, <laughs> wow, this guy has, this is confidence, loads and loads of confidence. Uh, and then it works. So, I mean, good for him, I guess. Yeah. It's interesting because I think, I think uh, if you just kind of skim this movie or just read a summary at a very high level, I think it, it feels like it's trying to critique entertainment it's trying to like almost critique itself because it itself is a movie with sexual content and violence not just what they see on screen which some of it's cut away but also what they're doing is sometimes even more violent or more sexual than what you know they're talking about so it almost feels like a critique on its on itself and on another level it's a critique on people that are critiquing it like if you go oh yeah i love this movie i love what it says about when we consume too much uh stimulating whatever whatever language they use but but when you're then you're recommending something that is stimulating in that way it's this weird paradox that it gets you in uh so i really i still don't know what this movie is (laughs) about i've gone my my i've gone full circle multiple
0: times well, I mean, I, I think that's, I, I mean, that's just Cronenberg. That's what he does. I mean, it's the whole thing about the, like, The Fly is a great example. Yeah. I don't know if you should watch Crash. You sh- I think you should watch Crash. I think it's a, a fabulously messed up movie. Okay. I think uh, the, the one thing his movies have always done to me, like I said, like, I'm always intrigued by what's going on. Not that I'm trying to pick apart the message or I'm not one of these people that's like, you know, posting on Cron- David Cronenberg web forums, like trying to dissect You're the movie. Not on the forums. No, huh? <laughs> uh, I, he might have a wiki. I don't know. But uh, no, I just, I just don't dive as deep as I can because, like, wh- like I said, it's not my bag. But like, he's always able to like entertain me in a way, mm. much in the same way as our lead, which is like, I have to watch. I need to know what happens next. I need to know what happens at the end of this movie, sure. even though i have no idea what happened in the movie like i still don't (laughs) like there's all sorts of um in its description uh uh, reception it has been described as disturbing techno surrealist Mm. like i think that's accurate like there are like there's hallucinations are they hallucinations what is and what isn't i don't think it hurts that james wood's really puts one in on this one. Oh yeah. I felt like he was ex- like going through it, um, all the <laughs> like the stuff with his his stomach like made me giggle. Like when he's sitting like on the floor with his back against the couch and he's got like the, the what but are these called? No, no, these things. Suspenders. He's got oh, no, like he's, the suspenders he's not even
1: suspenders. It's like a it's a well, shoulder shirt- like yeah, well, no, he's, he's got a holster. He's, he's, yeah, yeah, he's shirtless, but he's got a holster. Is it a holster? holster? His... Okay, yeah, I yeah, thought it yeah. was
0: suspenders. Yeah, but he has his gun in his hand, and he's just like finger on the trigger, scratching his stomach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he goes back down there, and then there's a hole where mm-hmm. you would stick a, like a, a video cassette tape. It's just it's great. I thought it was really fun. They, not not him, fun. I thought it was really entertaining.
1: Him picking up the gun and moving around delicately and then accidentally ejecting the magazine. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah. this is not going to end well for him <laughs> at all. At all, yeah. That's when the movie started getting really weird. I guess James Woods was in Officer Down. Oh, was he? As who? Yeah. Captain Verona. I didn't see his name on the thing. It's the wrong Officer Down. It's a different movie. Oh, okay. From 2013, <laughs> starring Stephen Dorff, Stephen Lang, and David Boreanaz. Oh, I see. Don't do that to me. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for the tease there. Um. So we so we we're in a grants which. Is still a word we looks it up. Mm-hmm, that no idea what this movie is about. Like the messaging, I think. I think the messaging, trying to navigate the the complicated
0: meta context of the movie, is that uh, <laughs> it's not that you shouldn't watch TV because it'll rot your brain, but what you shouldn't do
1: is pirate anything. I, that's gonna. That's not gonna. <laughs> that's, that's not gonna sit well. No, uh,
0: I, I, with... no, no, I I no, no, I really think because like uh, so spoilers in 321. James couldn't... Wood's character, yeah. Ren. I mean, well we're spoiling the plot now. So yeah, sure. Max, like I said, he he works for a um television channel and his satellite operator, he pirates things like television, movies, whatever, right? That's what he does. And so he comes to him and he's like, Hey man, I need you to find me some good stuff. And the stuff he finds is What is described as a plotless show. It's a snuff film. Yeah. Where the people that are in it are violently tortured and then eventually murdered. And that's messed up. It's like, even if it's, it's, even if it's just a show, like even if it's not real, anyone who would watch a, a show of people getting tortured and then killed, like he
1: should have been out right yeah he was but he's a, he's he owns this cable station and he's trying to find something that'll get yeah viewers it's capitalism capitalism's the bad guy in the end here but the i think that particular part that particular plot point ages the worst i guess like because we've been exposed to the internet for so long that if we found a pirated video whether it, maybe not through hacking a satellite but maybe we just stumbled across something on the internet and somebody sure. was getting tortured and beat his first reaction is wow those are really good actors wow i can't believe they would set this up people you know and and, and show this to people our reaction seeing it in real life would be like man i hope they didn't kill that lady because yeah this is 100 percent for real like there's no you know what i mean so i think that ages it uh quite a bit the fact that he has that naivety to be like oh this can't possibly be real sure yeah that does not work 15 20 30 years later how many forty some odd years later?
0: But had had he never pirated anything? Because mm. that's the problem. They say later on in the film that so Harlan he he described himself as the buccaneer of the of the airwaves. So yeah. he and another character Barry Convex, which is a, a absolutely
1: fantastic,
0: fabulous name. <laughs> they planted Harlan at, at the television channel mm-hmm. two years before the movie cr- chronologically. Right, and the reason why they do it is because you were someone who was just what you were showing people the like the worst stuff, and we knew we knew we could get you, and so their cause is to, and I'm quoting directly from the Wikipedia to end North America's cultural decay by giving fatal brain tumors to anyone so obsessed with obsessed with sex and violence they would watch Videodrome." Unquote. Yeah. So like. <laughs> like I, I don't know like it, 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 this guy never pirated anything he never would have been exposed to it but eventually i think harlan since he's the plant would yeah. have eventually shown it to him because he's just got this smutty show or this sure. this, this this smutty channel you know it's it, it's uh it's interesting
1: i guess I, I, the only thing I, I, I agree with everything you just said sure i have nothing i have no no way <laughs> to argue against any of that uh i think that the only other more lighthearted point, I guess, of the film would be that he watches a ton of television and slowly loses grasp on reality, what's real and what's not. Uh, he loses his objectivity in his own life due to consuming too much media too quickly. And I think that is a lesson that you could still apply to really any form of, inter- any form of entertainment today. And we've seen it quite a bit, talked about quite a bit, like misinformation, mm-hmm. all, you know, quote unquote fake news just shoveling whatever you can in front of your eyeballs, it warps your idea of what reality really is. And I think whether or not that's the point of the film, that's something that I kind of took away as a small tidbit. You got to step away and reevaluate and know what's real and what's not. And he doesn't do that. He dives deeper and deeper in. Like he, he sees this and he immediately starts seeking more and more of it out. Yeah. Although who knows like how much he's, he's manipulated in the real world as well. So it's obviously a little overdone, but yeah. It's an interesting film. I, like that's that's what it comes down to. It's interesting. It's well made. James Wood yeah. gives a great, great uh, performance.
0: Five point nine million dollar budget. Yeah, you mentioned it earlier. Two point one million dollar box office. Yeeks. E right. But like, I think production wise, I think this movie, this film, really gets it. I think every set is great. I think like the only set that I really didn't enjoy because it just looked too modern like postmodern uh (laughs) vagrant you know farmhouse i don't know what to call it but just like that that when you get like it's it was it's kind of dumb but like when he gets on the boat i'm like there's no way this would be like this there's no way but i mean it might be the whole it might be just you know a hallucination yeah that's true but uh, like i think all the sets were great i think all the props were great yeah like when when he puts that helmet thing on his head like when barry puts that thing on his head at his business that's really funny like cuz he's just sitting there apparently that's David Cronenberg sitting in there with the helmet on w- yeah when james yeah. wood puts the helmet on that's apparently david cronenberg that's cool but no i thought it was um i was uh, i i i think this movie this this film this production it's 89 minutes sure i feel like this movie went by kind of slow actually i i felt every like it, it not in such a like a, a torturous way mm-hmm. but i was just like i looked up i was like I still, I ha- like. I was like, I still have thirty minutes. <laughs> There's still thirty <laughs> minutes left. How? I've I've, yeah. I've done so many. Like I've experienced so many emotions so far. Like how am I? St- how do I
1: still have movie left? Who would you recommend this movie to? Or would wait, I'm sorry, I just made an assumption. Would you yeah. recommend this movie? And who would you recommend it to? If you would, I think I would recommend the people that I would recommend to this movie. Like probably have already seen it. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, it's but just, we get a
1: lot of younger people who have, you know. I mean, I had no, never seen right, right, any right. of his movies, so you get. But like the if I look if I approach
0: somebody and I'm like this person would love a David Cronin, you know, a David Cronenberg movie. Yeah. There's a chance that they've already seen it. That's the problem with these with some of his movies. It's not necessarily that they're so niche. It's just that the the Venn diagram of people like people that I would meet. And the people that like David Cronenberg films, because mm-hmm. like Alien, yeah, and Aliens, yeah. right? Like there, like there's a very specific art style to those movies, um, sure. and there is, and there's a lot of body horror in those movies, yeah. right? Yeah. Like I, I feel like if you've seen Alien, and you were like, oh man, I love the aesthetic of this movie, there's a chance that you've seen a David Cronenberg film. <laughs>
1: Fair enough, yeah.
0: I mean, I don't know how I could recommend that to people, like if that makes any sense to the listeners out there. Like, if I meet you and you're like, hey, man, what's so, do you like science fiction? Like, yeah, man, I like science fiction. Like, do you like body horror? No, okay, well, I'm not (laughs) going to recommend this. You know, I I still might recommend The Fly because it's such a great movie. Okay. Out of context, but yeah, no, I don't know. (laughs) I feel like it would be kind of difficult to recommend this film. I would. I just think it might, it could be considered problematic.
1: <laughs> sure. Sure. I, uh, I, I think I agree. Like, I don't know. I mean, I don't plan on ever watching it again. So it's definitely something I'm going to recommend for movie night. Yeah. But I, you're right. The type of person who's seen this film or who would want to see this film has probably already seen it, or it's probably already on their watch list. If they haven't yeah. they they should be at least peripherally aware of it, which is saying something for Cronenberg and for this film that it would be something that you would seek out if you're in that world like it's not it's not a skippable Cronenberg movie I don't think yeah even if you're just trying to hit the highlights of his career I think you'd hit this one for sure so I think it maybe not from a storytelling perspective or from a cinematography pers- perspective but from just overall plot and themes it's definitely very influential Do you want to uh talk about what we're going to watch next?
0: Uh what are we going to watch next?
1: I oh I assumed we were going to watch The Last of Us.
0: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, we're going to watch The Last of Us, which is something that Anthony originally didn't want to watch. Uh, I just want to point that out for the record.
1: Correct. Uh, I didn't want to review it, I think, is yeah. uh, how it goes. I
0: For me, that's the same thing. Mm. If I'm not going to review it, I'm probably not going to watch it. <laughs> no, take that Mac. I watch a lot of things. But, yeah, The Last of Us, uh, which is a HBO original based on and influenced clearly by the game, The Last of Us Part 1. Is it just The
1: Last of Us before the second one was released? Yes, it was called The Last of Us and the, until they like did a remaster or remake or whatever, and they mm. called it Part 1. Because okay. Part 2 had already been released. Okay. Yeah,
0: A game that I have not played... Um, okay. Well, I take that back. I played the intro, and I was so annoyed at you and Josh to, like hyping this game up so much that I, I intentionally did everything I could to make the, the viewing experience for YouTube miserable. Sure. If I remember right. I
1: don't remember you ever playing it in front of me, but okay. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. It was at your apartment near the Taco Bell. That's a
1: possibility. Yeah. No, I remember. I was there. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we'll watch The Last of Us. Uh, episode one is out. I think by the time we release our review, episode two uh, or three might have released, but we're just, uh, we're going to do our normal watch the pilot episode because that's mm-hmm. for one, that's all that's out right now. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, it's on HBO. It is written by Neil Druckmann. He's one of the creators and writers of the show, who is also a writer for The Game. Uh, So expect good things Uh, from that. Yeah. The blurb reads, Joel and Ellie, a pair connected through the harshness of the world they live in, are forced to endure brutal circumstances and ruthless killers on a trek across post-pandemic America. Looking forward to that if any of the viewers listeners what have you out there have suggestions for other things we should watch, let us know. Uh, you can shoot us an email sci-fi wise at gmail.com or hit us up on social media or on Twitter, Instagram, and I guess Twitch, all sci-fi wise guys are at sci-fi wise guys, mm-hmm. either at us or DMS. It does not matter. As long as it's vaguely science fiction and available to stream somewhere, we'll, uh, take a look at it,
0: stay healthy, stay hydrated. And, um, if someone wants to show you a video uh, from Malaysia, I guess just don't watch it. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, don't Mate. watch snuff films. Yeah, they will get you on a list. Yeah, the very and you'll, least. Get,
0: and you'll get a fatal brain tumor. Apparently, that's going to make you <laughs> yeah. hallucinate. You'll murder a bunch of people.
1: Well, so don't watch, do it. If you watch snuff films, you will you will be snuffed. It's just it's a cycle <laughs> that you go through. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye. 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 Dude, that stream was super smooth, by the way. I think I, I peaked at like 30% CPU, CPU usage as opposed to my normal, you know, 100